This podcast contains strong language and graphic depictions of criminal offenses. This episode includes discussions of murder and violence against animals. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us. For, uh, I can't talk now. That's great. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for our second episode. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave us a five-star review on your favorite listening platform and share us with your friends. Now, let's get our cast introduction. <laughs> let's, get, let's get our cast to say their names that and jump into it. In there. All right. Hello, this is David. Hello, I'm Hannah. I am Josiah. Hi, everyone. I'm Sarah. And this is Nathan. And I'm your host, Tanner Azanero, a.k.a. The Odd One. start this off by sending you guys a photo of the key people in this case. This is the only photo I'm going to send you um, the entire time. Oh. Uh, I got as many photos of people that I could, (laughs) which was only three. Um, But uh, refer to that when you are getting people uh, mixed up. There are a lot of names in this case, and this uh, case is kind of a doozy. (laughs) There are a lot. So, uh, Hannah, Hannah just read. Hannah just read Nancy Rainey. She thought the E was a C, and she goes Nancy Rancy. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, from a distance, it definitely. I love the accent on Nancy It for sure was like Nancy Rancy. Make you sound like Nancy Grace. I just do not sound like that at all. I said Nancy Rancy. That's how you sounded in my head. Oh, great. Nancy Rancy. Good to know. Good to know. (laughs) (laughs) Carrie Farver was a 37-year-old single mother living in Omaha, Nebraska with her teenage son, Max. She worked as a computer technology expert. In 2012, Carrie had a happenstance encounter with a man named Dave Krupa. Furtherly coincidental was their second meeting on an online dating website where the two hit it off and set up a date. Carrie went over to Dave Krupa's place, but their night together was soon interrupted by an old flame of Krupa's, Liz Galliar. A recent ex-girlfriend of Krupa's had shown up unannounced to collect some of her belongings that were still at Krupa's apartment. Krupa's love life seemed to be something of a revolving door of women, as there were plenty of other exes like Liz, but Dave Krupa also was a father of two. Their mother, Amy Flora, shared custody with Krupa. The relationship was congenial but platonic. Now, I'm hitting you with a lot of names, so I'll spell out everyone's role in the story as of right now. Carrie Farver is currently on a date 
first date with Dave Krupa. Liz Gollier is an ex-girlfriend of Dave Krupa, currently interrupting the date by accident, and Amy Flora is another ex-girlfriend of Krupa and also the mother of his children. So awkward. So, Carrie Farver is in Krupa's apartment. Liz Gollier comes by to collect some of her belongings, and Carrie sort of laughs off the awkward encounter and tells Dave that he can come to her place after sorting things out with Liz. Carrie leaves and walks past Liz through the door without a word to one another. After dealing with Liz, Dave does end up driving about an hour to Carrie Farver's home, where Carrie tells Dave that if they're going to have sex, then that's all it is. Just sex. Nothing more. Dave Krupa, being a man who said in interviews with Dateline NBC that he never wanted to settle down with anyone, happily took up Carrie on the offer of no-strings-attached sex. As the two began to see each other more and more over the next few weeks, Krupa began to reconsider his no-commitment rule, the one he had broken before with the mother of his children, Amy Flora. November 13th, 2012. Carrie Farver stayed over at Dave Krupa's place the night before, as it was closer to her office than her own home, and she had a big project at work that day. The pair, seeming to enter into a new couple phase of their relationship, said their goodbyes as they each headed off to their respective jobs. Then, something nobody expected. Here's Dave Krupa in an interview with Dateline NBC. By 10 o'clock, I receive a text from her that says, do you want to move in with me? or should we need to move in together or something along those lines. Really? But immediately I text her back, no, I'm not, we've known each other two weeks, it's not gonna happen. As soon as I text her back, I get a text back that says, fine, I don't ever wanna see you again, uh, go away, I'm dating somebody else, I hate you, on and on and on and on and on. Weird. Very weird, very, what is going on here? Uh, but I was at work, it was very busy. I didn't have time for that nonsense. Uh, so in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, phew, I dodged a bullet there. Suddenly, Carrie goes from being the perfect woman to a rageful, scorned woman. Krupa went on with his work day, thankful for the near miss with this crazy woman and thankful that it was over, nice and easy. Carrie's strange personality shift was foreign to Dave Krupa, but not entirely so with her family. Carrie's mother, Nancy Rainey, and Carrie's stepfather each raised her together. During college, Carrie became pregnant with Max. However, the father did not want to be a part of the picture. Life as a single mother is never easy, and eventually Carrie was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. That being said, the years passed with Carrie and Max creating a bountiful life for themselves, a happy life. Carrie's mother Nancy couldn't be prouder until that same day, November 13th, 2012, everything changed. Carrie texted her mother that she was quitting her job and moving to Kansas, out of the blue. Max, Carrie's son, had known that there was a potential job offer in Kansas for his mother and had also known that her big project at work had been stressful for her. Max was staying with his grandmother that week, as he often did, and Carrie texted him saying that she had gotten a second interview but would be back that weekend from Kansas to attend a family wedding they were both invited to. Carrie never returned and did not show up to the wedding. What Max didn't know was that his grandmother had been keeping more frightening texts from Carrie secret. 
Carrie had told her mother that she had broken up with her boyfriend, Dave, and was considering checking into a mental hospital. The family had no idea who Dave was and had only heard about him in passing, since Carrie and Dave had only been seeing each other about two weeks. Nancy filed a missing persons report for her daughter, Carrie, but police were slow to help since it seemed that Carrie was making her own decisions, be them strange and out of character. Nancy or Carrie was bipolar? Carrie is bipolar. bipolar. Nancy is Carrie's mother. And Nancy's concerned about Carrie. Yes, she was concerned about Carrie. And was hiding concerning texts from her son, Yes. 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 Okay. Yes, yes, yes. It helps if you listen to I was listening. Was. <laughs> it's complicated. There's a lot of names. That's why I said twice before me. we started. <laughs> I did nothing. Carrie answered no phone calls, only communicated over text, telling her mother to sell off her possessions and claiming that Max would be coming with her to Kansas, whether he wanted to or not. Nancy and her grandson grew concerned that Carrie would show up to his school one day to take him away and legally wouldn't be in the wrong. When Nancy refused all of Carrie's strange requests and demanded that she speak to her, Carrie's tone shifted again. She threatened Nancy, calling her a bad mother among other nasty remarks. Same went for Max. The worst of these comments, however, went directly to Dave Krupa. Eventually, police did go looking for Carrie. They talked to Dave Krupa first, the last person to see Carrie before they each went off to work. He showed police his phone, all of the threats and scary messages that Carrie had been unendingly sending him since November 13th. He had no clue where she was, didn't want to know, and wanted her to leave him alone. That's when Carrie started texting the detective. She sent him, I would really appreciate if you leave Dave Krupa out of it. When the detective responded, imploring her to prove she was okay and come into the station, she argued, got rude, and refused. Carrie continued to text Dave, blaming Liz Gallier, his former girlfriend who showed up on the night of their first date, for causing the breakup to happen and for stealing Dave away from her. At this point, Dave and Liz hadn't been together. It seems that wordless, awkward interaction between Carrie and Liz set something off, but threatening texts and incessant messages would soon be the least of everyone's worries. When one day, Liz went into her garage and saw this message left on the wall. Whore from Dave. Uh, Carrie had been in her house. Whore from Dave. That is super creepy. Oh yeah. Like, spray-painted on the wall. Whore like, if it was on the Dave. outside of the what? house, that's one thing. But, like, inside. In her garage. In her garage? terrifying. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And up until this point, like, how long has she been missing? Like, a week. Okay. So, this is, like, three weeks. This in. is within, like, the first, I guess, couple of weeks, I think. That this, so this is within a month of her meeting this guy. Yeah, they don't... Yeah. Uh, Car- Carrie and Dave had only been dating for two weeks. Yeah. Uh, when she falls, she falls hard. Weeks after her disappearance and after missing both Thanksgiving and her father's funeral, whom she was very close to, Carrie posted on her Facebook that Dave Krupa had proposed to her and that she had accepted. Home girl. This was wildly untrue. 
Krupa had only <laughs> Krupa had only been receiving further threatening and rude texts from Carrie and never once proposed. He hadn't seen her either. Um, here is a quote from Dave Krupa about the volume of texts that he was receiving from Carrie. Oh no. I would get 50, 60 a day. A day? Oh yeah. Yeah, all day long. It at one point rendered my phone completely useless. It would just be digging so much I couldn't answer a phone or send a text. Make you want to change your phone number, wouldn't it? I did that a couple of times. You did, and they still kept coming. They did. What? Yeah. How did she find those numbers? Yeah. I wish someone loved me that much. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you don't. And we're no. going to get into exactly why. Wait a second. Yikes. How did she find those numbers? Tanner, not give us that. Oh, she's a computer person. What? No, I just mean that there's more to the story. No, I was just making the connection that she was like a computer science person, right? Yes, she is. Oh, mm. I when you said computer person, I was thinking I, like Karen. From yes, SpongeBob. I thought you meant an AI. Oh, I no. love that your example was Karen from SpongeBob. She's a computer person. You're, you're right, she but is. in the context but. of true crime, not where my brain would have gone first. See, I'm I'm a computer person, but in a different context. So yes, no, I didn't mean like Karen. I meant like You're right, she though. is a computer scientist. That's a very good point. And yeah. she's very, very good at her job. She had like a really good job. One uh, percent evil, ninety-nine percent hot gas. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you could have guessed that she was gonna have a personality like this because no. she spells Carrie with an I? Well that wasn't her, that was her parents. <laughs> that was Nancy yeah. Brancy, Sarah. That was Nancy Brancy. Hey, 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 right. It's biological, Judgment. maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Hereditary. Um, <laughs> she also was showing no signs of being anything like this at all. Right. Yeah. And it, this is also weird for her family. Like, she's been gone for a month now. Wait, so these antics are, like, out of the blue? Oh. Out of the blue. So is he says she has her? bipolar. Yes. Where was... The, I'm trying to remember. Where was that in the context of when all this started happening? When was she diagnosed? She was diagnosed before, quite some time before this. Because with bipolar, from what I know about it, you you go through, um, it's called manic and depressive yes. stages. Yeah. Yep. And so she may have been going through that, but for some reason, while she going... She was on medication. Right. And so yeah. something that I know, because of my father's line of work, often when uh, bipolar people are in the manic stage, mm -hmm. they feel that they're on top of life. Mm -hmm. And so they will diagnose themselves as better and get off their medication yeah. which will cause a yeah. crazy yeah. deep depressive swing mm -hmm. yeah. i was gonna say this, this sounds might very be. could be which could be the cause and her this. mother nancy uh in an interview even voiced that she was concerned that uh you know, she'd even heard about all of these, you know, kind of random stories of people just kind of going off the deep end and total personality changes. So that was a concern of hers as yeah. well. The obsessiveness is very typical of manic ideas. While these texts and emails continued nonstop, mostly angry rants about how Liz was a whore and that Dave shouldn't be with her, Dave Krupa realized that Carrie had been stalking him. She would send him texts describing what he was doing at that moment, and she would be correct. 
But every time Krupa would run outside, search his home, check the neighborhood for her, Carrie Farver was never found. Carrie told Dave she'd stolen an extra key and had been entering his home while he was away. Uh. Liz got similar messages. Carrie telling her that she was in her home and threatening to destroy her car. Both Liz Gallier and Dave Krupa were bombarded by texts and emails coming from multiple different numbers and email addresses day after day. Every time they would change their phone numbers, Carrie would somehow find out their new information. Carrie eventually sent Dave a photo of a woman gagged and tied up and claimed that it was Liz. It looked sort of like Liz, but Krupa dismissed the hoax and confirmed with Liz that she was okay, and she was. Ironically, Liz and Dave began to see each other again. The tense situation and constant harassment from Carrie, who wanted nothing more than to keep them apart, seemed to drive them back together. Texts and emails from Carrie continued. Months after this began, Dave Krupa discovered Carrie Farver's vehicle in the parking lot of his apartment complex. It had been abandoned, covered in snow. At this point, I think it's early January. Police went through the vehicle, dusted for prints, and upon analysis showed one unknown print. It wasn't in their database, and it didn't belong to Carrie or any of her family members. A dead end. Police also dumped all of the information from Dave Krupa and Liz Gallier's phones to preserve evidence. They discovered that Carrie had created a fake obituary for Liz. Attached to that fake obituary was a promise by Carrie that Liz would be killed. Here is one of the messages. I'm trying to hire someone to get rid of that whore Liz for us. You told me before you wanted her gone. Do we want to pay just for the whore or for her two kids too? I hope to see you soon. Your beautiful Carrie. Oh. <laughs> and this is a message to Dave. To Dave. What? Did she like, like drafted or sent? Uh, no, sent. She sent that with, wow. like, linked to the obituary she mm. made for Liz. But he and Liz had started seeing each other again. Yes, the, the kind of trauma they were both experiencing what? at the same time pushed them back together. Oh, ironic. Dave, ironic. Dave Krupa, I'm sorry, bro. Why? Why? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, frankly, that makes a lot of sense, though, in the situation. I mean, yes, I mean, it does. But, but like, experience is but incredibly like, powerful in a Anger the, the crazy woman. Goodness. I'll take that. I guess, yeah, my perspective is different. So I, I see it as just like, you're an idiot. And oh, like, he, uh, here's the thing. <laughs> Dave Krupa, I'm going to say it right now, is innocent for, for everything involved in this case. So I'll, I'll just put that out there now. That's not a spoiler or anything for the story. Um, kind of a dummy. Uh, yeah. if, if I were to yeah. play you bits and pieces of his Dateline interview, he is like very much, I don't ever want to date, date anyone. I just want, as a man, I want a companionship. So I'm always looking for a girlfriend. But I let him know right up front. It's just about the mm, baby. You know what I'm saying? Like that that type that? of guy. Not Wait. not the mm part, but <laughs> that was a direct that's the energy. That that's, that's kind of the small him. dick energy brought to the table by Dave Krupa. Dave Krupa. Don't Google him. Don't go, don't Google anything about this case. Uh, I was. I'm not. I'm okay, looking good. at the picture you sent us. Okay. Good. 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 For this man to say he's all about the mm. I know what. He got a lot of talk. <laughs> I know. He got, I was hoping someone else would say I, it. So that's I didn't exactly have what to. I was thinking. A lot of when, talk, uh, mm. and he has a lot of women in his life. Okay, well, also, that's what when you said that before, I was like, 
Are you sure? I was, like, looking at this picture of him for a while, I was like, why does his shoulder look so weird? And I just realized that they cropped out a girl who's I cropped, with so actually the woman on his arm in that picture is Liz. I just, oh. cro- I just cropped okay, her out. Okay, well, it's, like, just her boobs in the picture, but they're they're wearing the exact same colored t-shirt. It's Liz. And it's blonde hair. Yeah, you're right. They match in. It's, was, it's a costume party. They're like at a Greek themed party. It was, gotcha. it was literally. I was the, say it looks like he's wearing a toga. It was literally the only picture of Dave Krupa I could find. Interesting. That's fine. Where did it's this just, happen again? This happened in Omaha, Nebraska, I believe. Can I just say, if I was Dave and I knew that I was being stalked and having somebody like tell me what I was doing as I was doing it. And that person hated my ex-girlfriend. I would not start like dating that person, even if I felt emotionally connected to them again, while I knew somebody was stalking me to the level where they could see everything I was doing. And had been in Liz's home. Yeah, because then they would know. Yeah, I I totally understand how and why they reconnected. But as far as safety goes, I feel like I'd be like, you know what, Liz? It's pretty dumb that we're seeing each other right now. Like, maybe we should, you know, be safe about it. I'll say this. we Our perspective as an outsider is going to be, like, much more logical than they are yeah. in the current moment. That's yeah, no, true. I totally get why they're why they are, like clinging to each other because they're the only ones who know exactly what right. each other are going through. Yeah. Like you can't know Empathy what it's like. Empathy is super strong. Yeah. It's true. It, it, and it's crazy. Also, you think about it, like, if this is small town Nebraska, right? There's oh, only four other people in the state. And this is 100% like a somewhat generalization. Dave Krupa's literally slept with every woman in town. Yeah, because if you look at it, he could be honestly thinking, like, put him in some issues, like, Oh, I'm a protective force. Like I know both parties involved. Like I can keep her safe. And that might be side of a motivation to him of like, wait, I know the situation. Like it's weird as hell, but I know what's going on. So maybe I can control it. And that allows me a degree of control. And if like, this is a guy who's sleeping around a lot. He probably likes a feeling of control. Most people, most men do. So I think that could be a contributing factor of like, Oh, I have this sense of control. She's scared. I'm a man. And so he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. I mean, from the way Dave talks, I feel like I can get that vibe. Like he's like a controlling human. Because mm-hmm. that's what we find in most, frankly, predatory men. Whether it's overtly bad or just I'm a player type of guy <laughs> vibe. Yeah. And like, I don't feel like Dave is necessarily like dripping with like play of uh, I think he definitely feels like he is yeah I mean uh, first off he doesn't have a great foundation dude's from Nebraska (laughs) (laughs) so I will say I will say I think Dave lives in Omaha and I didn't really mention it but Carrie lives kind of an hour away from where he lives she lives in like yeah, you'd mention her. Iowa. She lives like, Iowa. like uh, I can't remember if that's exactly the state. I don't remember because it was it was such worse. a small detail. But she lives outside of Nebraska um, in a town very close on the other side of the state line. Um, but uh, I think we can all agree that so far this story is crazy. 
Let's get a little bit crazier. Can't Can't wait. wait. Can't wait. August 17th, 2013. And remember that the last time anyone has seen Carrie was November 13th, she just, like, 2012. She abandoned her son to go on like a psycho yeah, yes. Max. down yes. spiral. Okay. August 17th, 2013. Liz Gallier had been moving out of her old place. Liz's children, along with her, had been sleeping in their new home. That Saturday morning, Liz returned to her old home to load up some more things and found the home ablaze. Someone had set fire to it. Significant damage was done, and in addition to the loss of possessions, Liz and her family lost two dogs, a cat, and a pet snake in the fire. Carrie quickly sent messages to Dave and Liz, taking credit for starting the fire and saying that she hoped Liz and her children burned to death in it. Even with this violent arson and attempt at murder, police were no closer to finding Carrie Farver. Arson is a gateway for murder. (laughs) So why haven't they been like going off the pings of her cell phone? They have been. That's what I was wondering. Like is she on the run right now? Like Yes. Homegirl's good. I have another question. Sorry. Go ahead. This whole time, like, she's been on the run for, like, a year now, right? Not quite yet. Okay, Not quite like, yet. almost a year. Mm-hmm. About a year. Has she been consistently texting and, like, like the whole time? Non-stop. They still found her? Every yeah. single day. Wow. Every single day. But I mean- I'm going to say this right now from everything I've seen. Police didn't seem to be trying that hard, and we're late to the game. It's in this Nebraska. Case, it seems. Sorry, Nebraska. It seems. Um, I mean, I don't. Obviously, I wasn't there, and I'm not going to speak ill of a police department. But it definitely, right. from yeah, everything you, I've you read, seems like best. they were late to the game. Sorry, I feel bad. <laughs> well, I mean, we can say. I mean, we can. That's what we're here to do: is comment on stuff. Um, so, time passed. Dave Krupa moved closer to his ex-girlfriend, Amy Flora, to be near his kids. He bought a gun for protection. It is now 2015, three years after Carrie Farver went dark and began stalking Dave and Liz. Her case went cold, and the harassment went from unending to faint and rare over the course of those three years. Liz and Dave moved on from each other once again. Life seemed to return to normal. Except for one instance, when Dave Krupa realized that the gun he had bought vanished. Nowhere to be found. He lived alone, and all he could do was wonder if Carrie was up to her old breaking and entering tricks again. Can you imagine, like, she's Carrie up to her old tricks again? Like, crazy gal. The breaking and entering tricks. Yeah, what? Okay, I wrote that, and I'll take credit for how silly it sounds. I'll take credit. That was silly. There goes little Timmy breaking into a bank again. (laughs) Like, oh yeah, actually, his name is Mickey. Uh, Apparently, she's pretty good at breaking and entering. On the police's end of this story. Some cold case detectives had picked up the Carrie Farver case and became obsessed with it. They felt very strongly that the case could be solved, and as fate would have it, they saw that Liz Gallier had come to the station to file a harassment report. Not against Carrie Farver. Against Amy Flora. Dave Krupa's 
ex mother <gasps> of his children. Baby, baby mama. Oh, 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 oh. One of the cold case detectives requested that he be the one to take the report and talk with Liz. It turned out she had a similar idea to what the new detectives had been considering that Carrie Farver was dead and someone had assumed her identity. In Liz's mind, she already pegged Amy Flora, mother of Dave Krupa's kids, as the real culprit. Here is a clip of Liz filing the harassment report with the detective. It's not even two days after he broke up, his apartment was broken into and his gun was stolen. So I, I told the police officer I was kind of worried that since she had the key to his apartment, <laughs> Like I said, they only dated for two weeks, and I don't understand why a person would still be stalking him almost three years later. Carrie and Dave dated for two weeks? Mm-hmm. And she... Supposedly is the one stalking for three three years. Oh. I would find it more reasonable to believe that his kid's mom is the one So Liz felt that she had solved it. Amy Flora had been pretending to be Carrie Farver and torturing not only Dave and Liz, but also Farver's own family for three years. Amy Flora was the one who set Liz's house on fire, snuck inside constantly, and stole Dave's gun. The very next day, after talking with police about her theory, Liz went on an evening walk in Big Lake Park for some alone time to get away from the stress of the complicated love story she had gotten dragged into. Liz sat on a bench, and the quiet December night was quickly interrupted by a gunshot. Someone had shot Liz. She made a 911 call as she bled and was rushed to the hospital, where she told detectives that a woman who she believed to be Amy Flora had come up behind her, told her to get on the ground, and then shot Liz in the leg. Thankfully for Liz, her leg injury would heal fine. No bones or essential arteries were hit. Police went to Amy Flora's house and questioned her. She had been home all night. Neighbors confirmed her car had been there, and one of the detectives even put his hand over the hood. It was cold. The car hadn't been used to go anywhere. Krupa's gun was nowhere to be found. Amy Flora's apparent innocence fueled a theory that the police had been wrestling with for some time with this cold case. While Liz and the police agreed that Carrie Farver was not the culprit, they disagreed on who stole her identity. Liz cast blame on Amy Flora, while the police's number one suspect... Wait for it. ...was Liz. Ah! Can I she say something? She shot herself. I mean... Would you like to uh, theorize before I continue? Please, please. That's totally possible. Okay, for her to shoot, say especially a leg shot. Where are you gonna shoot? Yeah, where yeah, are you gonna shoot yourself? You sh- yeah. Oh, do we know where the sh- did the shot go from the front to the I'm back? I'm not back sure. To the front? All I know is that it was very lucky. Uh, I was gonna say that's the thing is like you have femoral arteries, femur, the biggest bone in the body, all that kind of stuff. Like, and all of that was missed. I I will say, yeah. I'm, I I if you're gonna shoot yourself and not want it to be like. You die. You go into armor leg. You go or like a foot. I, I, I so that was bones in the like, foot. I know, I, but like, but yeah, I don't know. Not, if you're in the moment, yeah, non-essential. It, it's non-essential. You're not gonna like shoot your head, your neck, your chest. Yeah. Right. It's like it, 
an appendage. Extremity. The best yeah. option. Because like, if you're telling someone to get down, like you have them in a position of control. So if you want their life to be over, it's over. Yeah, I mean, that's like, true. So a leg shot means nothing. And also, where are the children of Amy and Dave at this point? They're with Amy. She has no motive. Right. She has the children. Yeah. In this type of situation, I feel like you're like, all right, screw my husband, like my ex-husband or whatever he is. They never, the they never married, actually. That's why they broke up because exactly. Amy was oh, so just like the mother She of, has the kids. They were together for 12 years and Dave refused to propose. She has the kids. Cool she has the no worst. motivation in this situation. Like, <laughs> why kill him? You have your children. If that's what you desire most, like... Revenge is a strong motivator, but your children typically are more. So I feel like that is a stronger like evidence for why she's not involved. Yes, but playing I, devil's I, advocate, you just still never know. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I mean, people be crazy. Okay, so I've <laughs> been thinking. Like <laughs> I was about to say. So back <laughs> to Tanner. Okay, so I've been thinking this whole like time to... that it probably wasn't Carrie, mostly because no one's like heard her talk. For like, she refuses to speak. Yeah, on the she phone. refuses to speak right. on the phone. It's so been three she's years. O- it's only been texting. She just straight up like leaves her son. They had a great life. Whatever you know. She what I mean? also. I left this part kind of out of my script, um, but she has been interacting with her mother and her son. She really? Will, yes, she will say weird things to them and they actually get to a yes over like facebook messaging refusing to call on the phone talking about how like she like there's a there's a facebook post where she says like i'm a grown woman and i can make my own decisions if i don't want to show up i don't have to show up and i tried to get my son max to come with me but he abandoned me and and yada 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 Uh, and the family part of the reason i didn't bring them up earlier is because they actually had the theory that carrie was dead way before police or anybody else On Liz's phone, when she allowed police to go through it all that time ago, they went back through it and found a picture taken of Carrie Farber's SUV. That photo was taken on Christmas Eve of 2012, a month after Carrie's disappearance and about a month before Dave Krupa or anyone else found the vehicle parked in his apartment complex. This would mean that Liz knew where this vehicle was before anyone else did. In addition to this, the photo that was sent to Dave of a woman bound and gagged was traced back to Liz's phone. Liz's phone had taken that photo. It seemed that that photo was of Liz Gallier, but she had staged it to try and scare Dave. Detectives sent all of their digital evidence to a digital analyst who spent hours going through each of tens of thousands of emails, videos, and texts sent by Carrie over the past three years. He concluded every single one of them was traced back to the IP address of Liz Gallier. (laughs) On top of that, you remember that one unidentified fingerprint found in Carrie Farber's (laughs) SUV? They tested it against Liz's known fingerprints, and it matches. Being that these two women had only ever met once, wordlessly at that, as told by Dave, it made no sense that Liz Gallier's fingerprints would be inside Carrie Farver's vehicle, unless, of course, Liz killed Carrie. Police had a problem. 
They could prove that Liz was the one stalking Krupa and sending all of the threatening emails and texts, but they needed to prove that Liz set her own house ablaze, killing her pets in the process, shot herself in the leg, and most importantly, murdered Carrie Farver. So the police had the idea to do a sting operation against Liz Gallier. She met with detectives and they told her that human remains had been found and that they were likely Carrie Farver's. They told her that they needed her help to establish a timeline of all the events leading up to that point. When asked what interaction between her and Carrie was like in that fleeting moment at Dave's apartment, she lied and said this. I didn't know he was dating anybody else at the time. Mm-hmm. So uh, she came out and I was going in. Mm-hmm. And she made a smart comment to me. What she said to you? Called me a bitch. Okay. okay. And it wasn't a big deal. I didn't really care at the mm-hmm. time. I just wanted to get my stuff and then I left and went home. Okay. That's the only time you've ever seen mm-hmm. her in person? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Dave retells the story as they didn't say a word to each other. Call so can bitch. you imagine just walking past somebody you've literally bitch. never b- met before and just, bitch. I could if it was Liz Gallier. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like one. Today's episode is brought to you by Anchor. Odd Squad, how many of you have wanted to, I don't know, start your own podcast? I know you're not part of one already. <laughs> I've thought about it. Yeah, Every day of my life. Honestly, pretty much I've never. never thought about I'm it. Start until a rival podcast, you wrote to me into this. You're going to start a rival podcast, yeah. Sarah? Well, the, do you know who would the be the perfect couple? The peculiar. The honor, the peculiar, <laughs> the peculiar one. The peculiar two. Yeah. Well, the perfect company to work with for your podcast would be Anchor. And here's a few reasons why. First off, it's free. Second, they have a bunch of awesome tools that allow you to make your podcast, stitch it together, put ads such as this one in it. Anchor is what I use for my podcast. We like that it's free. It is free. And it distributes your podcast to (gasps) Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Oh my God. Nathan, I love how excited you are. Yes. Because so am I. Just a very efficient system. Oh, it's so efficient. (laughs) Because you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Isn't that crazy? my God. Yes, that's crazy. Oh my God. I'm reading nothing right now. (laughs) I'm making money right now from Anchor because I use Anchor. (laughs) Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hey-oh. Liz then told detectives again about her theory that Amy Flora was the one behind Carrie Farber's murder. So detectives told Liz that they needed Amy to admit certain things and give details about the crime so that they could arrest her. They told Liz if Amy said anything of that nature to Liz in future threatening messages to send it to the police immediately. They knew Amy wasn't behind it, but by telling Liz exactly what needed to be shared to make an arrest, she would give enough details to implicate herself in the murder of Carrie Farver. And Liz did not disappoint. (laughs) Amy, quote unquote, sent a message to Liz. I shot you, Liz, to make sure Dave stayed away from you. I made a couple of those fake emails and numbers to make Dave get rid of you, Liz didn't work too well. Liz responded to this email and asked Amy about the gun used to shoot her and if Amy had ever met Carrie. Liz, posing as Amy, responded to herself with this. 
The gun was Dave's that I used. Don't worry, you didn't get it as bad as Crazy Carrie. When I met Crazy Carrie, she would not stop talking about Dave and him being her husband. She tried to attack me, but I attacked her with a knife. I stabbed her three to four times in the chest and stomach area and then took her out and burned her. I stuffed her body in a garbage bag with crap. Also, this sounds like the end of a movie where like the villain is like explaining everything that's in, the, in the book that literally you may not what have she's doing. Like she's so monologuing obvious. to the police. Yeah, it's just <laughs> but through herself. someone else's voice. And, and she like so you said she like emails herself as Amy, right? Yes. And from the same IP, yeah? Yeah, she like is made she that new dumb? Yeah, yes. this IP is just gonna ping back and forth to yes. herself. Yep. And, and yes, the, and the police have that. Yes, the okay. police are fully. This is all because well, yeah, it's li- it's it's all out in front They're now. Like they have everything. They gave her a shovel to dig her own grave. It's a very and she did thinly so veiled well. lie. It's pretty well done by the police. Dave Krupa contacted the police and wanted to know why Liz had been calling him, telling him that police had found remains that seemed to be Carrie's, and that they had overwhelming evidence that Amy was responsible. Without giving away case details, police told Dave, avoid Liz at all costs, and that Amy was not a suspect. Dave and Amy moved in together to protect their kids, and Liz was not happy at all. Looks like the only person that benefited was her. So she gets to shoot somebody, and then she gets to kill another person, and then she gets to move in with Dave, and she gets to be free, and you guys aren't arresting her. Oh my Why? god! Why fucking, fucking crazy. Why would they do that? What do you mean? I mean, okay, I get them like wanting to protect their children. They However, made their own decision to move in together right. for their own safety. Dave, right, you right, right. Dumb sometimes. But did they not know that that would set her off like crazy? Well, no, the police told them because because oh. Carrie or sorry, no, because Liz was telling Dave. Amy's a suspect. Like, Amy did it. You need to stay away from her. And so Dave confirmed with the police because he was fucking confused. Didn't know any of this. And police can't give away case details, but they basically gave him a wink, wink, nudge, nudge of, hey, do not talk to Liz anymore. And also at this point, like, if they move in together, they're going to be following Liz every moment of every day without yes. her knowing. So they will be on the forefront of protecting them if something ever did yes. happen, like arson again. And Liz did continue arson to stalk them. But what did is we... it about this guy? <laughs> I think it's more what is it about like, Liz. What? <laughs> I think it's more what is it about Liz. He's the only man what Liz in Nebraska it about this guy? left. And so Carrie's body <laughs> is just nowhere at this point. Um, I'll get to that. Sorry, that was bad. Um, no, I loved it, actually. It was so bad. Liz, posing as Amy, continued to send emails detailing the crime, explaining that Carrie was stabbed in her own car. The emails also described tattoos that Carrie had. Police went back to Carrie Farver's vehicle, ripped up the fabric of the seats, something I would argue should have been done already, yeah. but they found a large dark red blood stain on the seat and DNA linked the blood to Carrie Farver. Eventually police compiled all of the evidence and arrested Liz Gallier. The final piece of evidence that glued the entire prosecution together was found on a memory card that Dave had discovered in his closet. He'd forgotten all about it. On this memory card was a close-up photo of a foot 
and on that foot was a specific tattoo. It matched the same foot tattoo that Carrie Farver had. Liz had taken the photo of Carrie's tattoo as a trophy after killing her. What? Liz Gallier was sentenced to life in prison. A brief, wordless meeting between two strangers was the catalyst for a four-year-long horror show headlined by an evil woman whose jealousy overruled everything else. Amidst that tragedy, however, was a glimmer of hope. Carrie Farver's name had been cleared after many years of suspicion, and her son Max is following in his mother's footsteps and going to college for computer science. Carrie Farver was a good woman who never abandoned her family and was taken by someone willing to sacrifice anything to possess an ex-lover. Carrie Farver's remains have never been found. Never. Really? Wow. So there she was said in an email that she burned them, that she burned okay. her, right. so I think... I mean, that's probably true. Yeah, no, I, no, I think the details that she gave were to match, because the police said they found remains. So the details that Liz gave as, quote-unquote, Amy in those emails, she was probably very accurate with, so they would match what police found. I mean, it and, was way too detailed not to be yeah. obvious. Also, yeah. okay, once again, going back to kind of what you said, I don't ever want to, like, talk ill about a, you know, police or anything about that because I respect what they do. But a quick <laughs> luminol test, like, not even DNA, but literally just, like, luminol the car real quick. And they would have, no matter how much she had cleaned the car, I 100 percent agree with you. would have shown it immediately. If different thing, if different actions were taken by the police earlier on right. in this case, it would have been solved years earlier. Yeah, literally years of torment, and uh, honestly, like even a woman shooting herself, like right, just all of that time and effort and money put into figuring things out. Literally a few sprays of luminol, and we would have been able to know. Oh, there's a massive amount of blood in this car. Let's just test that really quick. Right. And then literally years ago, they would have been on a completely different trail. Right. Yeah, it is weird to me that they yeah. like t- found the one fingerprint, but like not the blood in the under car. The seat. Yeah, I mean, they were, they were like, fingerprinting. Yeah. They were right. running fingerprints and things like that, and they didn't even just spray luminol. It is. Just, it is strange for sure. And I mean, that's like all I have to go on is what happened. But it is weird to look back and go, why wasn't this? done sooner yeah like she literally sent emails and it kind of it went down for a bit but then sprang back up when she was trying to implicate amy probably because uh, well he well dave moved closer to amy to be near his kids and around the same time him and liz broke up so that's probably when she felt like she had to do more crazy shit to push them uh, apart again and i also think that it's a case where uh, Liz realized that for some fucked up reason in her head, she enjoyed what she did. I mean, she kept a photo of of Carrie Farver's dead foot. There's always a A trophy trophy? of some sort. A trophy is like a serial killer thing. Very much so. Also, there was an article that mentioned... Had she done anything else? Did she have There was an article that mentioned she was gearing up to potentially kill Dave, I think, or Amy. I'm not sure. I can't remember which one. It, It was kind of vague, but it suggested that police were kind of thinking like we'd see that she's like gearing up to maybe kill another person well, i mean so. if you think you can fab- fabricate a conversation with yourself and make police and like forensic data analysis like think that 
it was from somebody else, you also think that you could also pull off other murders. Right. Like it's because what was weird to me too is that police were checking the pings and stuff, and how did you not know that it was coming from Liz? Like, yeah, way earlier because it that, said that I they were like that, yeah. checking that stuff. When you asked that, I would, my answer yeah. was yes, but I still didn't understand how it didn't lead back to Liz sooner. Also, can we um, go back to the fact that? <laughs> That it like this whole crazy plot worked for a while. Oh my god! Like she literally got years. back with him for four years. He yeah. was with her again, and we and were all like, "Why is why is he doing that, crazy man? Like, why are you with her if it's gonna piss what's her face off?" But it completely and now, it, it completely explains why. Right after he changed his number, the, she always had the information. Always had the new number. She always was able to get into his place. She wouldn't even to text him. To tell him what he's doing in that moment, as if she's stalking him, she wouldn't even have to be there. No, she'd she just have to like, have a conversation work. with him, knowing what he's doing that day, and then text at that time from the multiple different phone numbers and email addresses that she yeah. made, tens of thousands. The the data analyst, uh, I can't say that word. The data analyst said that he went through three terabytes. Of of evidence, also of, of texts. Yes, of are text you serious? They are kilobytes. I was gonna yeah. say they're a couple kilobytes each. Oh my goodness, yeah, dude. terabytes, dude. Some of them were videos though. Like they found a YouTube link, but still, I, I mean, can't what? remember Even what it was so, called. That's a few megs. Okay, right. that, a ten minute video insane. is one gig. Right, like a ten minute video of yeah. like four K is no, a gig. Crazy shit. And you part need, of it you need too, a thousand of those to make a terabyte. Too, is that he went through like entire phones? So I'll I'll say that also. Um, he went through like entire people's phones. So not just limiting it down to the evidence itself, but he went through like entire laptops and stuff. So that makes a bit more sense. But still, three terabytes of evidence of mostly text. Is fucking crazy. That's I agree. insane. Yes, that you have to be sending something every single minute. Like she of, was of, of, when of, she of was every right day. next to him. Yeah, for like I the, guess for four years, you're gonna build up a lot of data. Yeah, yeah. So I guess you have like the time per se. Yeah, but think to, about to that. Like make that much data of text. She had to be next to him, like literally with him, at least in the same space. It's at weird some to me too that no one figured that. it out. Like how close you were. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Maybe she was like using Carrie's phone for a while. Well, she was. Well, she, she, that's how she got into Carrie's Facebook and stuff. Yeah. After she killed her. Yeah. I mean, and I guess also there's VPNs and everything. She could have set up some sort of network to make things look more confusing. It's not Liz is an idiot, though. Liz is not smart. Uh, Carrie was the one who was the the computer tech, but Liz, like, every, all the IP addresses led back to her, so. That is interesting. Also, also, just going back, I want to clarify, streaming 10 minutes of a 4K video is a gig. Yeah. I don't want people oh, to think crazy. I'm an idiot. No, no, no. You're, a raw file of 4K is Again, when I that. said three terabytes of evidence, I mean, I think I mean more he went through right. three terabytes yeah. of shit to get to evidence, but it was still a lot. Yeah. I mean, and this is... You said the latest point in this was 2015, right? Yes. So she was arrested in 2015. I believe she was sentenced in 2017. And Carrie Farver went missing uh, in November of 2012. Right. So like, wow. I might be a little about this, but I feel like computer science, like general understanding of technology really took off in the last five years. I agree. So I think 10 years ago, you look at a police diagram like the... Oh, like the police could have done this better. That's because we're looking at modern technology. That's true. Yeah, however, I will say that listening through a lot of other cases that even in the early, like 
even the early aughts, there were a lot of cases where, um, like, there was specifically a case where Verizon was turning over, uh, after a subpoena, there was, uh, they were turning over pings. I know like, exactly in, what case you're in, talking like, about also. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I, w- I will say that I agree with you on the development of technology, but even things as simple as pings on when a text or a phone call came out, yeah. that was being handled in 2001 as a as a um, a trail to find a certain person. For sure. Yeah. So I agree with you, but also just kind of want to throw that out there it, as They well. definitely got a late start too because Carrie... It, it seemed that Carrie just up and left. She did a shitty thing, but a legal didn't thing. Help anything. Right. Oh, yeah. And her past and everything just pointed to a weird concoction that Liz took advantage of. And Liz obviously like went through her phone and knew that she was like had a job potential in Kansas because right. she said all these things. She knew Carrie's backstory. She was crazy. I would argue that Liz was probably already stalking Dave and knew that he was on a date and brought a woman home and showed up on purpose. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah seriously. Yeah. 100%. Uh, sure. yeah. Also, yeah. you got to think, Nebraska, relatively small town, like everyone knows everyone. Like where I come Everyone's from, what? at least. Everyone knows everyone. Yeah. Nebraska. Because like where I come from, like the police are not New York police. Like there's a different police force to every situation. In my hometown, it was all about, you know, breaking up high school parties, like r- suburb stuff. Yeah. Whereas small town Nebraska, you're not ready in many ways for technologically advanced things if it's a rural town. How rural was this place? Not sure. Okay. I'm not sure. I don't know nothing about Omaha, Nebraska. I know where <laughs> where Carrie lived was very country, but that was like just an outside, hour outside of Omaha. Just outside of where I grew up... Um, for the majority of the time after four o'clock, all the police officers went home. And then just recently, the police force was disbanded. I mean, Carrie was a. So, depending Carrie, on how rural it is, it. You know. Liz was able to go into a park at night and shoot herself in the fucking leg. Yeah. It's funny to me because, like, I feel like I don't know a lot about Nebraska, but I feel like I've at least heard of Omaha, mm-hmm. yeah. Nebraska. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like, Omaha, like the, I feel like, is a bigger city. Or it is. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. It, for her to be able to go into a park and shoot herself and, right. yeah. like, not really be known about it. Yeah. Because I feel like if we're looking at the persons involved, Carrie is a computer scientist. Frankly, probably one of the more technologically advanced people in the area. Oh, for sure. Potentially. Yeah. 100%. I'm sorry to anyone from Nebraska. I'll say that right now. <laughs> I mean, uh, if you're a comp sci major or career choice of any kind, you're probably more yeah. technologically advanced anywhere. True. Right. Yeah. To and be so, fair. That means your tech is already advanced to a certain extent. The people I knew were comps. Like their computers are decked out compared oh, to sure. mine. If you hack it, I don't really care. You're not gonna find anything. <laughs> and so I think if Liz came in, found Carrie's stuff, she's like, "I can use this however I want. It's already got all the network set up. I don't yeah. know how that works, yeah. but I can use it." Mm-hmm. Because small town cops, like you're used to. The go and chase. You're used to what's normal. Mm-hmm. And this is clearly abnormal. Very. So, like, it's understandable. Like, what the hell are we going to do in this situation? 
<laughs> I think it's also interesting to think about if Liz would have found a more reasonable place to stop. Who knows if anything would have been found out. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think eventually she would have killed someone again, but because for three years, yeah, like, like she just, and and the case went cold. The like case you said, the cold. texts were like rare. Yeah, at a certain the, point. the cases the, it died down because well, her Liz and Dave were back together, Ugh. so she chilled out. You know, she knew that she had to keep it up to make Carrie seem alive, so no one went looking for her. So she seemed like she left of her own accord. But I think if she picked a better place to stop, no one would have known anything was up until she killed again. Yeah. Which I think definitely and would have she, happened. Yeah, she would have. Of oh, fucking hundred sure. percent. Either him yes. or his baby mama. Or and not mama. necessarily yeah. like serial killer killing in, but maybe just the next relationship or True. when she and Who knows? Broke up. How crazy is it for Carrie, that poor woman, to just randomly see someone and then two weeks later Seriously. get killed by them? Oh man. Like that's fucking nuts. Also, what type of sick bitch, even in like <laughs> even in fake so text off, messages, Tanner. this pissed me off even in fake text <laughs> messages threatened to kill her own kids even pretending to be someone else that's right. true yeah. that Liz. is so <laughs> I don't give true. a shit she also killed all her animals oh yeah yeah what that's a, a which hey, that is, I was gonna say that's a big indicator yeah and okay killing all her animals trophy homegirl was yeah she's gonna kill someone else it was bad I agree again also this singular like obsessive idea of like here's my man don't fucking touch him. I'm going to take everything you got. Like she assumes one's personality. And so that tells me like this singular obsessive idea. Like I'm going to control every idea of this man's life from his, what we like, we know dead ex-girlfriend. I'm going to be her. I'm going to be myself. That's complete control. And that's a huge frankly sexual indicator of how she looked at the situation that's true i she did have like power over like literally everything because she was multiple people yeah. exactly because uh, in this situation dave is her idiot that she can control i agree yeah, dave is Un- dumb. unfortunately like sorry dave if you're sorry, listening dave, to this i doubt it because you were on dateline but you went through a serious <laughs> trauma but dude <laughs> okay yeah I mean, uh, but not his fault, really. No, no not, his, not, not his fault. Not his fault. fault. Very, very oh. much taken advantage of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, maybe don't uh, womanize people. That'd be great. Maybe don't be a lot of these cases are just like perfect storms. True. True. Yeah. We only know about like nine times out of ten, this never would have fucking flown. Right. And it's literally just a matter of like, you know, we, we feel like Dave's an idiot, but also like, it's just it's perfect storms it's and that was actually what i wanted to kind of make the last point of this is that i think this is a good example of one of those cases where the main thing to take away from it is fucking protect yourself because you literally never know and what sucks is no matter how much protection is taken stories like these are an eventuality um so you just have to do the best you can to not be that perfect storm or a part of that so 
Well, I think that's it for today. Uh, thank you, everyone, so much for joining us. Uh, if you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. That's a huge help toward allowing us to keep the podcast going and eventually make it a weekly show. We very much appreciate your support. If you want to check out photos from this case as well as our sources, I currently at this moment don't have a link for you, but by the time this releases in the description, you can follow a link to check that out. Until next time, I'm your host, Tanner Azanero, the odd one, out.